That's not, I'm not talking about food that you consume, but what books are you consuming? What podcasts are you, are you listening into the contrarian cash flow? Are you surrounding yourself with, I mean, Jim Rohn said you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Are you with folks that just drain negative Nancy's, negative Nellie's? I apologize if your name is Nancy or Nellie, but uh, essentially, what, what are you consuming? What are you putting in? I'll never forget that day when I asked myself the question, is this it? Is this all there is to strive for in life? That day, I set out on a journey to find more. Now, I am sitting down with the most fulfilled to teach us the tools and tips they use to get there so we can do it faster. Think different, earn different, live fulfilled. This is Contrarian Cashflow. Welcome back, Contrarian Cashflow. Today, I've got Larry Long Jr. with me. Larry, what is up, my man? What's going on, JB? Great to be here, John. Thank you. <laughs> well, if you can't already feel it, the energy in the building has just gone up. So uh, for those folks that don't know, so Larry, as you can already tell, he's the Chief Energy Officer at LLJR Enterprises, a master sales leader, entrepreneur, startup advisor, philanthropist, and loving father and husband. Woo, that's a long list, man. I know that. I know there's still more left on it, but uh, what do you got going on right now, man? What's what's happening in your world? John, I need to take a nap. You got me worn <laughs> out just from that intro. Woo, I don't know who paid you, but they paid you well. Say all those nice things about me, but man, I'm happy to be here. What do I got cooking up now? Woo, I am full-time entrepreneur, uh, like you said, founder, chief energy officer, CEO of LLJR. I'm on a mission to positively impact 10,000 individuals for the positive, uh, for the positive from July 1st until December 31st. So that's my, my sole mission is to do that while I'm also taking care of my family. It's been an amazing journey an amazing adventure. And it wouldn't be a Larry Long Jr. adventure if it wasn't somewhat of a misadventure. <laughs> I hear that. That's that's the way life works, though, right? It wouldn't be exciting and interesting if, if we didn't have the ups and the downs, right? <laughs> I've, I've had both. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, so obviously, so now you're at the point where you're launching or, you know, you're kind of, you pushed out LLJR Enterprises. And so, but how'd you even get here? I mean, it's been, I know you've been through a bunch of different organizations. You've had a huge background in sales leadership. Tell us, you know, how Larry Long got to where he is today. Oh, goodness. It's, like I said, it's been quite the journey. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pull out the pink baseball bat. I mean, I played baseball in Maryland, go Terps, and uh, worked at Accenture doing IT consulting. Realized that wasn't my passion. So I moved from D.C., Maryland, Virginia, the DMV, down to good old Rollywood, North Kagalaki. And my colleagues said, we knew you were crazy, but we didn't think you were that crazy. You're going to move down there and open an indoor baseball and softball academy? Say what? They said, hey, where's Ashton Kutcher? I think, are, are you punking us? I said, no, nah. <laughs> I'm out of here. So I chucked up the deuces, moved down here to good old Rollywood, opened up the baseball academy. Had an amazing time just impacting young baseball and softball players, teaching them the fundamentals of the game on the field, but more importantly, the fundamentals of life off the field. But you know in business, when you have more money going out the back door and you have coming in the front door, uh-oh, <laughs> that cash flow. Woo! So we ran out of cash and my mom and dad and my grandmom, they bailed me out. They bailed us out and uh, they said, hey, we love you so much. 
we're not gonna let we're not gonna bail you out. We're gonna let you shut this thing down. <laughs> I said, Oh, that's a lot of love. Thank goodness y'all don't hate me. <laughs> so I learned my lesson that as a business owner, you better understand your numbers. And it's not just the the batting averages and the stolen bases and home runs that we were focused on. You better know your income statement your balance sheet and your statement of cash flows or else you don't stand a chance. So since then I've worked for big companies, mid-sized companies, small startups in the software sales space. And I've loved it. I mean, I was employee number 40 at Pendo, who's a local uh, rocket ship. They got some big things. Oh, I look at my stock options all the time. They got some big (laughs) things going. And then most recently at a company called Teamworks, we sold software to elite athletic teams. And with my college baseball background, we work with over 3000 college teams with a communication platform. It was amazing, but nothing gets me more excited than stepping into entrepreneurship. Round two. Actually, this is round three because I used to own Lawns by Larry as a teenager, as a preteen and teen back in the day. But yeah, I'm back at it again. I'm rocking the gold mic as a motivational keynote speaker, as a coach, as a trainer, as a consultant, as a workshop MC. The list goes on and on. I do it all. But uh just having fun. I'm learning. And I guess you could say I'm building the plane as I'm flying. I mean, there's shrapnel flying everywhere, (laughs) debris everywhere, but we're, uh, we're having a fun, we're having a fun time. I can tell you never a dull moment. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So I didn't, so I didn't know about the indoor batting cage. So I used to, I used to actually work at one of those back in the day, Southern Arizona. Yeah. That's what, man, those are, those are so cool. I think it's just such a cool concept, especially uh, you know, out there, I mean, the air conditioning bill was through the roof, you know, and I think kind of the same thing, I think uh, eventually, you know, uh, it saw better days, but, but those, those things are super fun. And, and like you said, I mean, the impact on children and kids and really teaching them lessons, using sports as a vehicle to teach them about life, you know, is so, and so empowering. And, and so, all right, well, so, so you're, you, everyone bailed you out, right? Your family, was kind enough to come in and kind of help you get, get, you know, pull yourself up from your bootstraps, but you had that entrepreneurial bug. So then, so, so you ran into corporate sales. So kind of tell us a little bit about how you, how you got into sales and then how you kind of grew into that sales leadership side. I've been selling since I was 10, John. I asked my parents to deliver a twin brother. They said, uh, you'll just have to be happy with your little sister. I said, what is this? (laughs) She took all the attention. I was the only child for 10 years. Now everyone wants to go look at cute little Tiffany Nicole Long. I'm like, what about me? So I had to learn how to tap dance and do magic tricks. I got a a deck of cards back there. My middle name is Black Magic. I had to learn how to sell myself. But in the official sense, Lawrence by Larry was my taste sales knocking on doors. When my baseball academy failed, our sales weren't high enough. I went to telephone sales making $150 every day to CPAs and accountants just getting beat over the head. I mean, I've never struck. I struck out a lot in my life. I've never struck out so many times in a day. It's like, oh, what are you batting today? Oh, for 147. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I loved just the the scoreboard. I love the challenge. I love the learning. And then I had the opportunity to move in the sales leadership, which that's a coach. I, I got to coach others on how to get their mind right, how to get their process right, how to really set themselves up for success. 
And that's kind of been my MO at every company that I've worked for. All the numerous companies I've had throughout my career. If you look at my LinkedIn, oh, you better, it's going to make you want to lay down and take a nap. You're going to be like, he's worked for everybody. And I have, and I've loved it. Every, eh, I've loved most of the moments. I can't say all the moments, but it's certainly been filled with adventure, misadventure, mystery. Thankfully, no murder, but uh, certainly mystery. <laughs> but it's been quite the ride. And John, if you think about it, sales touches every aspect of life. You don't even have to have the title of sales to sell. If you have kids, you're selling. If you're in a relationship, you're selling. If you go on an interview, you're selling. If you're an entrepreneur, you better be selling or you're going to end up like me. Round two with the baseball academy. Mama said, knock you out. <laughs> Round three, I know my numbers. I can tell you that I got my accountant on speed dial. Hey, tell me about that uh, statement of cash flows again. <laughs> He's probably tired of me. Well, not really, because every time we talk, he sends me a bill, but it's neither here nor there. No, absolutely. Well, and, and that's why I think sales is so invaluable. Just, I mean, as you mentioned, right, I guess I kind of related almost back to influence, right? You know, and the ability to influence. And, and really, when you look at any organization, any structure, any endeavor, be it entrepreneurial, corporate, whatever, right? If you don't have that ability to influence and really, uh, you know, build rapport and, you know, emotionally connect with the other party, it's really hard to have those, you know, serious, deep conversations, right? When it's more transactional, it's not as big of a deal. But when you're really helping empower somebody get to the level that they want to get to, or are understanding that they have more potential to unlock, or vice versa, right? When you've got those tough conversations that you have to have, you know, between sales and operations, you know, saying, hey, we're spending too much on, you know, this on the marketing side, or we need to pull back a little bit here, right? And sales is like, you know, hey, we need more leads, you know, what's going on? We need the the Glen Gary leads, where are they at, right? So... <laughs> So, so, so I guess what, what about, what about your background or what has led you to kind of have that high ability to influence and what, what are kind of some of those key tools that you leverage? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just been kind of a spirit of giving uh, a spirit. I mean, uh, I'll be honest, I would be a elementary, middle or high school teacher if it wasn't for the lack of resource that they get provided. They, they don't get paid, which it is terrible. I mean, they 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 sow into our future and we pay them like they're they're nothing. But uh, just just having that, I think Bob Berg has a book called Go Giver and uh, having that go giving spirit of wanting to help out others, even even more so than helping myself. I get so much joy of being able to help someone else out. I had my baseball academy. I'll never forget Ian Holbrook. Remember his mom calling saying, Coach Larry, Ian wants to talk to you. He was like, Coach Larry, I hit three hard line drives and I had one home run and just hearing the joy because that's what we were working on. Hard line drives, hard line drives. And you hit enough hard line drives, you're going to hit a home run. So it's really putting in that work and building something special. And when you can build upon people, oh, there's nothing. I mean, you think about the impact. Uh, and now I get to have a positive impact on professionals, sales professionals, nonprofit professionals, CEOs, entrepreneurs. When you can impact them, it impacts their families, it impacts their friends, it impacts their employees, it impacts their customers, vendors, partners. Like it just, it's kind of like the droplets. It's contagious. Keep your droplets to yourself. 
John, but let's go ahead and spread this positivity. Let's spread this intentionality uh, of having a positive mindset, of being mindful of how we move, how we how we shake and how we move. I mean, it's there's nothing better than it. And I just, I love it. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I eat this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, in addition to these cool red Doritos I got. <laughs> I was going to say, man, your kids got to keep up with you, not the other way around. <laughs> uh, well, so so one, you were kind of giving yourself a hard time about all the companies that you've worked for. But one of the things that I think, you know, I mean, you're so well known, though, right? I mean, so you're kind of making fun of it. But at the same time, it's allowed you to cross pollinate, to interact with a bunch of different organizations and has even led to you advising some some different startups right from your either experiences working within them but then also kind of at a hand's length so i guess you know how has worked for working for different companies really allowed to empower you and kind of you know allowed you this this network that that you've you know so well curated yeah well that's it your network is your net worth and i've been so fortunate just so blessed to have a a diversity of experiences with the diversity of companies, publicly traded companies, Accenture, Channel Advisor, Intuit, one of the best companies I worked for, your mid-sized companies, I mean, Rocket Ship Appendo, <laughs> MedFusion before they got acquired, and then your startups, your SageWorks back in the day, your TeamWorks, uh, your three ships, you name it, I've worked for them, but it's just being able to see different leadership styles, different processes and ways about going about the business, I've been able, at least for me, I've been able to find what I think are best practices and then just being able to share that and knowing that there's not one best practice that fits all, but it's it's understanding an entrepreneur's mission, vision, purpose, values, and then being able to fit in how they might be able to explore an alternative perspective. When you work for one company, that's all you know. It's kind of like I, I, uh, I'm a big fan of people traveling so that they can experience just different cultures. And, and even if it's in the United States, but when you travel abroad, it just it, renew, it, it expands your perspective. Uh, you talked about influence before. I've really been blessed with influence, the ability to influence and impact folks because I've got a platform. Uh, I've been I've been provided with a platform where folks seek out my opinion. I don't know why, but they ask me, hey, what do you think? Can you give us a word of encouragement? Can you share some insights? Because right now we're going through some tough stuff. I mean, the last 17 months, 18 months, I don't care if you're a newborn. I don't care if you're a centenarian. And the only reason why I know centenarian, my Aunt Willie turned 95 a few months back. And my daughter, she's going into second grade. She said, Aunt Willie, I hope you live to be a centenarian. I said, oh, Lord. I said, Lucia, what in the world is a centenarian? I hope Aunt Willie lives to 100 years old. So I had to Google it. <laughs> but but this, this time is really... It's impacted everybody. And, and some folks have really thrived through it. Uh, I know that, knock on wood, I've really been blessed. But there's a lot of folks that are struggling and struggling in silence. So my goal is to, to impact. If I can just give a word of encouragement, if I can just provide support that, hey, I'm here for you. If you just need ear to talk to, holla at your boy. And there's nothing, for me, there's no better feeling than being able to serve as that 
as as that positive and in so much darkness that positive light so we're keeping this thing rolling and uh, I think your original question talked about experiences with different companies. I've done, I won't say I've seen it all, but I've come close to seeing it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you said you've been given the opportunity to, you know, have these stages and, and have, you know, these ears, but, you know, you've earned a lot of that too, right? I mean, you've put yourself in good situations. You've delivered on, you know, those asks when they, you know, when they need that encouragement. And I mean, I just think that to your, to your point about impact, right. That's, that's so powerful. And, and when you can really help others kind of attain what they want or, or, you know, breathe some life into them when things are tough, right. As you mentioned, you know, things have been more challenging the last little bit. So, so obviously so you've, you've kind of, you know, you were in the corporate side, but you were still building as you went. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs, especially when you've got a family, right. The risk, right. You know, Oh my gosh, it's so risky. And, you know, we all know risk is, you know, how you define it, right? So what's riskier, you know, trying to build something on your own that you have control over or, you know, leaving it up to somebody else. You just, you know, you never know what's, what's your risk tolerance. What do you like? But so I know that's a challenge that I personally ran into. And a lot of folks do is, you know, sometimes your company feels that it's taking away from what you're doing. So how did, how did you go about being able to build this brand so that LLJR was able to, to hit the ground running? You know I mean? So the plane is at least half built, right? At least you're not just in the nose of the airplane right now. So how did you really do that? And like for the, for the audience out there that's struggling right now that want to kind of try to build something and not just jump in head first, how did you go about it in a way that allowed you to, to gain so much traction, you know, kind of out of the gates? Yeah, it, I was really fortunate. My, my situation was unique. So the last company I worked for, Teamworks, I spoke at their sales kickoff in 2018 in January. I joined the team in June. So they knew that I was rocking the mic and I was talking. And pretty much their, their message to me was, as long as you take care of business, you, you take care of your home base, what you do outside of that is what you do outside. Now, there was a little rub, a little friction, uh, a little static of some folks that, that didn't quite appreciate my presence on LinkedIn. And my advice to them was, first, come and talk to me. Don't, don't go, this isn't middle school. Don't go behind my back, but I can only control what I can control. But secondly, get out your notepad and make sure you take notes because I'm, I'm dropping high fire. I'm dropping, <laughs> I'm dropping the mic on you. So that was my second question is, did you learn anything? Are you going to change anything? But to those folks that are trying to juggle it, and really it's delicate. It really is trying to have a side hustle while you're also trying to take care of your main hustle because it is risky. And it's tough to play that balancing act. My advice is to figure out what works best for you. You got to figure it out. I can't, I can't give you the magic formula. All I know is that for me, I was building on the side. And I was putting in work after hours, at lunchtime, during those times that people were normally talking, chit-chatting. I, I kept my eyes on LLJR, and I was just making deposits. I was making deposits, not expecting anything in return. How much can I give? How can I help you? How can I serve you? That was pretty much my motto for a little over a year. So that when I flipped the switch 100% and I shine, the, the light was shining, it was like, whoa, I, I was, it, it's just amazing that when you give and you give and you give just how much actually comes back because folks came out of the woodwork. I had folks coming from a year, like a year before saying, hey, I like you. How can I help and support you? And then they backed it up. I said, hey, if you ever run across this, this and this, they were like, oh, this company right here is looking for a speaker. I'm going to throw your name in the hat. Cha-ching. It's like, whoa, where did this come from? And it just, 
I mean, it, 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 I'm working with a coach now and we're working through an outbound, but I haven't had to go outbound. Everything I've gotten, all the blessings I've gotten have come inbound, which I, I certainly know that I'm fortunate. That's not that that's not normal, but it just came from me giving and giving and giving. And then the relationships, you think about it, the difference. I heard this from a sales guru in Florida, Steve Noodleberg. He said, Larry, I've learned over my 30 years in sales, the difference between contacts, people you know, and contracts, people you do business with, is the letter R. That R stands for relationships. It's not what you know, and it's not even who you know. It's who knows you and who trusts you and who believes in you that really makes things happen. So I took that to heart. I met with him eight years ago, and it's so true. Those, those, those relationships, those true, genuine relationships, because guess what? People can smell BS from a mile away. We've worked with folks. I call them me monsters. They, they On the surface, they look like they're cool, but when you dig in, all they care about is themselves. Me, 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 me. Ah, forget about the cookie monster. They're the me monster. Ah, rah, rah, rah. I want to be a you monster. I want to seriously be about you. How can I help you in your efforts? How can I support you and your tribe, your family, your friends, your colleagues? And having done that, it just works wonders. So I encourage everyone to go out there and just give and give and give and see what happens. Oh, I love that. The two biggest things there are just the intentionality behind it, right? So I think you said your, your circumstance is unique, but the reality is everybody's circumstance is unique, right? And so they have to make the circumstance work for them. So, you know, if it's something where you're, you know, tied to a phone 60 hours a week, well, then, yeah, it's probably going to be harder to kind of squeeze in things here and there. So do you either change your circumstance, right? You know, if you're not ready to jump in head first, or do you have those honest conversations? Because that was always my retort back was, is my performance suffering? Do you have a, do you have a concern with my numbers? No. Well, you know, I mean, you know, <laughs> not, not that eloquently. I didn't, <laughs> I, I should have done that. I should have done that. And looking back, but yeah, I mean, I think those are the questions you need to ask. And, and if you can have that honest relationship with your, with your boss and your supervisor, you know, that's going to be important, right? Because especially if you're being able, and, and that's, that's kind of the interesting thing about side hustles or being able to create income outside of a career that I've always found interesting. And especially for sales professionals, we know there's ebbs and flows, regardless of how good of a salesperson you are, there's going to become cycles in your product, right? I mean, you and I had talked about it even for you, right, with, with Teamworks in that, you know, I mean, a lot of the revenues that they were expecting from advertisers and stuff because of the pandemic, you know, altered how that company was operating from a revenue perspective, right? And so it's not like Larry Long had anything to do with, you know, that stuff shutting down. And so I think that's why it's always ironic, especially for sales professionals. If you had another three or $4,000 a month coming in, would you be so apt to be looking for another job? If you're just like, Hey, I can weather this storm of six months, you know, maybe not making that max comp, you know, that OTE that I want, but I know that I'm going to be okay. Or I know that I'm going to have enough to cover, you know, my means or, you know, and then some. And so I think that's why for sales in particular, I've always been intrigued by the, the aspect is your turnover is probably actually going to be lower if they're hitting their numbers and they have more income coming in from other sources. Well, what's your turnover costs? You know, where, where is it at? So I, so I, that's why I think that's always an interesting conversation because I think it really behooves both parties, assuming you're, assuming you're able to take care of business. That's right. John, it's, it's pretty interesting because what I found, at least in my situation, was that hindsight being 2020, my main gig was holding back my side gig. And it's kind of like it's kind of like the buffet. You can go to buffet and they do everything. 
but they don't do anything well. Someone wanted to argue and they said, Golden Corral, they got the best rolls. I said, I'm not going to argue. They they got the rolls and then they got the little the little chocolate fountain with the little kid picking his nose. And ah, <laughs> but essentially, <laughs> if I want Italian, I ain't going to the Golden Corral. I'm going to a Italian restaurant. If I want a good steak, I'm going to a steakhouse. So it's it's pretty much what are you about? And trying to be a buffet of doing it all, it might sound good. And I know for me, I thought I was getting it done. But what I realized is that, hey, I wasn't devoting 100% of my attention to anything. I was split over here and I was split over there. And that's not a good place to be. So when we shut it down on this side and I was able to give 100%, mind blown, it's it's absolutely amazing. And I I mean, one would think, yeah, that that does make sense, but I'm living it. It, It's like, whoa, now. And I was so concerned. I was so concerned about how do I replace the the paycheck every two weeks, the monthly commission check as a sales leader, the the quarterly bonus. And my wife was concerned as well. She was like, hey, free 99, your gigs that are paying you freebies, they, they don't pay the bills. So I said, hey, watch me watch me. And what I had to do is I had to start asking. And, and, and you make the ask. We all know in sales, you make the ask, you got a chance. You got a hopefully greater than 50-50 chance. And I'm making the ask and folks are just blessing me beyond belief. It's kind of like, not just can I replace, but now it's, oh, I'm, I'm going above and beyond. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> As you can see, I'm not an English major. <laughs> Well, the ironic thing is, you know, we have to kind of the teachings that we bestow upon others, we have to look and and turn them back on ourselves, right? And and I've had the same experience from an abundance perspective. So many opportunities have arisen that that I would have been closed off to or I would have been too scared to to take advantage of because, you know, and and so that is one of the things and people always argue, you know, oh, you don't have to have a you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be happy or whatever, you know. And I'm not saying you do but there is this scarcity mindset with being an employee. There's still that fear that, you know, I'm not getting that check every two weeks, right? Regardless of how successful your side hustle is or how much you've grown it to. And I totally agree with, if you're not focusing on it, you're not going to be putting in the maximum effort, but there's still that fear and that scarcity there. And it's funny because it's, it's the same thing we would be telling somebody else, right? You know, so we need to listen to our own advice of saying, you know, there's more out there. And like you said, as you believe and you have that abundant mindset and you're looking more to give and to impact versus just get paid, which, you know, ultimately we all got to get paid, right? But if that's not just, you know, the emphasis behind what you're doing, you know, it's crazy what comes about. And, you know, and I mean, that that's just, that's that's awesome. And, I, and the other thing is that you had mentioned was just the intention behind it too, right? And I think that's the one thing that a lot of people lose sight of is how much time are you wasting, right? Throughout the day, you're checking ESPN on your phone or, and you know, I hate to say it, I'm kind of boring now, right? I don't really do much, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm really focused on, you know, functions within the business, acquiring other business, acquiring other real estate, operating things, right? So, I mean, you know, if people think it's exciting. I mean, I'm getting to choose what I do all day. For me, that's the most exciting part. But the aspect that you're talking about is we've all got the same 24 hours in the day, but the intention behind what you were doing, again, allowed for when this break, you know, finally came, you know, you're, you're reaping the rewards of all the effort that you've put in until then. That, that, that's it. I'm writing a book and I touch on you are what you eat, which would probably make me a fried chicken, but that's not, I'm not <laughs> talking about food that you consume, but 
what books are you consuming? What podcasts are you are you listening into the contrarian cash flow? Are you surrounding yourself with? I mean, Jim Rohn said you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Are you with folks that just drain negative Nancy's, negative Nellie's? I apologize if your name is Nancy or Nellie, but uh, essentially, what what are you consuming? What are you putting in? Because whatever you put in, you put junk in, you get junk out. And you put the good stuff in, folks that inspire you, messages that 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 motivate you. You're watching the Olympics and you're learning from these inspirational stories. Now, all of a sudden, you're moving with a different flow. What's that voice? What story are you telling yourself? I mean, I'm writing a book. Who would have thunk it? But I, I tell a story sometimes in my in my crazy mind that isn't real. Like I talk more smack to myself than I would ever talk to anyone uh, or I would ever let anyone talk to me. And it's like, no, I've got to battle that and overcome that if I want to be about that life that I pictured, that I've mapped out, that I've documented. It's like, hey, your actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're saying. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, and, and I mean, I'm excited. I'm going to definitely have to pick up that coffee. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to see. You better hurry up with it, man. I mean, you already got me fired up. So yeah, we're going to definitely check that out. So it'll not be surprising. out in early 2022. I got my Woo! artwork. Yo, we're ready. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, so, so from the first time to now where you are today, you know, you talked about your, you're being a little bit more intentional around the financials, the cash flow, the balance sheet, what are you implementing now and what lessons did you learn from, you know, your, your previous challenges that are allowing this to be a little bit less of a bumpy ride kind of off the bat with the financial side? Yeah. So you, you, you said it right there. It's knowing my numbers and I'm still, I'm going to be honest with you, John, I'm still not at a point where I need to be. My wife and I were just talking because we're trying to make some moves to have my wife more involved in the business. And that's our ultimate goal. So financially, it's working with the financial professional, our CPA, our financial advisor to really map out a concrete plan that we can execute on and really get just good, sound advice. Number two, around the finances, it's around expertise, but I'm working with a coach. I'm working with, uh, she, her name is Kristen Frady. She helps me out both personally and professionally with the business and just provides that outside perspective, that different viewpoint that, that doesn't see things the way that my crazy mind sees it. Hey, have you considered this, you big dummy? She doesn't say that, but I know she's thinking it. I'm a, I'm a mind reader. I know she's like, this guy, he seems so normal, but what's wrong with him? <laughs> but I can tell you that's been a game changer and I had to, the first time around in business, I kind of put the armor on. Uh, I think they call it ego. Oh, I got this figured out. Me and my partner, hey, we got this thing figured out. Let's do it. No, you big dummies. Go ahead and take off the ego and ask for help. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. CPA, we don't understand this income statement, this balance sheet, the statement of cash flows. Can you provide us with the dummies, the, 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 the financial statements for dummies version? But we didn't want to admit that. So we went in there, we shook our head, took the statements, put them in the file cabinet, never to be seen again. And hence a business going, you're going to learn today. We learned our lesson the hard way, never again. So it's that intentionality and it's the understanding that that's not my strength. When it comes to number, I got to use my fingers to count. Let me go to a professional and let me make sure that they teach me in plain English where I can understand 
what's going on with the money's in, the investments, the money that goes out, and how that really impacts the business. And I know your jam is on the real estate side, which I've got on my list. Right now it's below the line, but as the business picks up, we're going to start exploring how do we diversify. I've got the speaking, the coaching, the training, the small business investing. I'm part of a fund and I do some angel investing, but how do I get into that real estate? How do I get into that land game? And I know exactly who I'm coming to. You better watch yourself, John. Bring it, bring it, bring it. You know, what are we going to, what are we going to, what are we going to, we got to build something. We'll build the next Pendo headquarters, I guess. Right. You're already an investor there. So we'll double dip. That's what I'm talking about, Willis. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I I love that. And I think, you know, that's a lot of, that's a struggle for folks, especially that are successful in, in careers or any background is asking for that hand up. Right. So you talked about, you know, you had that ego on before. So what, you know, especially like a coach, right? I mean, you're a very successful guy, right? I mean, you've been a leader for many years. What kind of allowed you the thought process to say, hey, you know, I need help with this, or I need somebody to come on and give me that outside perspective instead of, hey, I'm just the smartest guy in the room because I've had this success to date. Yeah, it was it was really just getting real, looking at, looking at myself in the mirror and saying, are you going to make the same mistakes of the past and expect a different result? And uh, if you look up insanity in Webster or Oxford Dictionary, my picture is there, but uh, it was there no longer. I said, hey, you got to make a change. You got to do something different if you want different results. And I was so fortunate. I met my coach way before we became coach, before she became my coach. And uh, I really enjoyed her her thought process, her insights. And I said, let's formalize it. Let's Let's go ahead. I'm going to invest in myself via coaching with you, it's been the best daggone investment. And I'll be honest, it was a struggle to pull the trigger because it's an investment and it wasn't, it wasn't a few nickels here and there. You get what you pay for. And I was a bit hesitant, like, oh, I can use that towards my website. I can use that towards this. But I, I knew it's one of those things where a lot of times we know it, but knowing it isn't doing it. And I'm, very rarely do I pat myself on the back. I pat myself on the back for taking that step and saying, you know what? I need coaching to get to that max level. I'm okay on my own and I might even be good, but I don't want to be good. It's no fun being good. I want to be great. And if I'm great, I want to be wonderful. And that's where my coach is very, she helps me to understand and go down that path of not settling for mediocre. I think that great philosopher T.I. said it. I don't want no mediocre. So she's like, hey, if you want these results, fire me. Like you can do that on your own. But if you want thrilling results, results that are going to make the hair stand up on your neck, let's go to work. So it's exciting just thinking about some of the outcomes that we're going after that I never would have thought of on my own. And she's like, you can do it. And let's go ahead and work together to find that path. Let's make sure that Maria, your wife, is on board. Let's get the kids involved. And we're doing things from a relationship, intentional time with my kids. We just went to the beach. I don't know if you can tell, but my tan is looking fresh. Come on, JB. Oh, you got to catch up to me. <laughs> I got a ways to go, man. I got a ways to go. That's <laughs> enough, but we're doing some work around my relationships, around my sleep. 
I wasn't getting good enough sleep and I knew it, but knowing it isn't doing it. So now she's holding me accountable around my weight and making sure that I eat. I showed you my Doritos, but I got some cherries here as well. I'm, I'm mixing in a couple of vegetables and fruits. Who would have thunk it? And then around the business really staying focused on, and you talked about intentionality and focus, staying focused on the key really the critical factors. There's a lot of stuff that I could be focused on that I was focused on. And she said, whoa, you're making my head spin. Just thinking about all this crazy stuff you're doing. How does that have an impact on this goal and that goal? It doesn't. So why are you doing it? Oh, you're brilliant. I won't. So it's really, it's, it's just a work in progress. It's the support, but it's also calling me out on my own BS and not even calling me out, helping me to go down that path to understand that's BS, Larry. That's that narrative that you're writing. That's wrong. Survey says. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. And I mean, I think that's such a powerful point around coaches is, you know, the outside perspective, right? Because we all tell ourselves these narratives or we, we think we can only are so capable of what exactly we've got blinders on. Absolutely. And so I think that's one thing for me personally, they've really helped accelerate my growth curve instead of mitigate it. And the point you made about the investment is so, is so tough, right? Because the majority of us, and, and even I, when I first started, I looked at it as a cost, you know, Hey, I'm successful. Why would I spend money on, on this? Right. I'm already successful. And I think that's the biggest step that a lot of people do take to get to that next level is it is an investment, right? We've paid for, and I think that's one of the things that as we get further along in our careers, we look down upon personal investment, you know, personal development, when we spent our entire, you know, beginning of our lives, you know, through school, through high school, through college, you know, potentially even secondary degrees. Right. And why do we kind of, a lot of people, and a lot of organizations stop, right? And so I think that's when, to, to your point, when you start looking at it as an investment and, and what are you really gaining and what's the, the long-term, right? It goes back to that risk that we talked about in terms of, you know, quitting the job or not, right? Well, there's more risk in, there's usually more risk in not doing something than there is in trying it, right? You either try it and you learn from it and you don't do it again, or you, you know, or you just get stuck in that rut that you've been in. So no, man, I absolutely love that. And I know that, uh, you know, there's many more successes to come. So, well, this has been a great conversation. Let's wrap up here with uh, the contrarian three pack. So what is, is there one investment that maybe does stand out in your mind? That's been a little bit more contrarian or off the beaten path that you've made in your career. Oh goodness. Off the beaten path. Oh goodness. It was probably my first angel deal company called grippers. They uh, two former NC state football players, some football players like to wear gloves. Some like to wear tape. Theirs is essentially a glove and a sleeve for each finger. I went to uh, a pitch. I felt like I was part of the Shark Tank. I thought I was Damon John Jr. <laughs> oh, goodness. But but I really fell in love with the founders. And uh, the product was is awesome. It still is. But the founders, they, they just amazed me. Uh, Jamel Eugene, absolutely amazing. And the team. And I said, I'm going to invest in him. And it was after prayer consulting with my wife. Uh, A company I used to work for had gotten acquired and I knew a check was coming my way, but I had to commit before that check came. And uh, we were trying to sell our house. There were a lot of factors, but I really, it was one of those things where my gut was saying, 
do it. And it was one of the best investments. They're doing very well with their product. Working with Ryan Tannehill rocked it. Yeah, yeah, grippers. It's uh, so, so I would say that that was probably one of those investments that I look at and it's like, wow, job well done. And just, oh, I've learned so much from that investment. I'm now part of a investment fund idea fund partners because after speaking with mentors they said hey you can keep trying to trying to make investments by the onesies it's going to be rough you're going to have a lot more losers than winners we recommend you get with a fund that has experience they've already hit their head up against the wall and you can learn from them and that was one of the best pieces of advice but yeah grippers that's my number one no, I, I love that, man. And I mean, the, the point you made more than anything is you invested in the person, right? And I think that, you know, that's that's the part, right? You saw the, and you saw the pitch, you saw them as people, you saw their drive, you saw the product, but ultimately it was them. And, and I think that's just kind of, you know, it's kind of coming full circle with your background, right? Because people are investing in you to help lift them up. And I just love that. That's a, that's a great, that's a great tie-in. So, you know, we talked about, you said, you know, you got your wife, you got your kids. So what's your favorite activity outside of business, all this LLJR enterprises, right? You got to have time to do, you were just at the beach. So what do you guys love to do for, for free time and for fun? Oh goodness. Well, me solo and with friends, I don't know if I told you, John, but Tiger Woods is my cousin. So I love the golf. <laughs> Uh, they call me Larry hit it in the woods. I'm his long lost cousin, <laughs> but I love golf and my son plays every now and again. We'll go to the driving range. My daughter, she slaps it around. My wife gets out there, hacks it around. So we like to do that, but that's more my jam. From a family perspective, it's really the pool. My kids are flying fish and uh, every now and again, I'll hop in and my daughter's like, throw me up. I'm like, okay. Then my son, he's a big boy. He weighs 150. He's like, throw me up, daddy. I'm like, dude, I'm going to throw out my back. So <laughs> I can't really throw him up, but I throw him out. We have a good old time at the neighborhood pool. And I don't know. I would say that really our ritual is watching. We watch two shows almost every evening. Actually, three shows. I'm sorry. Family Feud. We love Steve Harvey. Survey says, yeah. <laughs> we, we love the Impractical Jokers. Larry! And we also love to watch the Shark Tank. And uh, it's crazy. My seven-year-old daughter, she's savage. She listens to these pitches and she says, I'm out. <laughs> it's like, why, little Lucia? I just, I'm out. <laughs> it's like, wow, <laughs> she is savage. So we do that together as a family, talking through deals. And eventually we're going to have the opportunity to start our own business as a family. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see how that works out. It'll be an adventure. <laughs> yeah, you definitely won't be the CEO, that's for sure. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Little Lucy is going to be the CEO. That's awesome, man. I love that. I love that. Uh, we'll wrap up with, so what offers you the most fulfillment in life? Oh, goodness. This, this is an easy one. Just being able to give unto someone else, in the, giving into someone else's life. When you can impact folks' lives, and I've been, I've been so blessed just with the opportunity of being a father, of being a husband. That's on a daily basis, which I love in my own house. And having the opportunity outside in my neighborhood, in my region, in the state, in, in, the, in, in the United States, and now globally, just being able to have an impact and hearing from folks that, hey, just this morning, someone said on the chat, this is the message that I needed to hear. Thank you, Larry. It's like, wow, that's just, that, that, that fills my cup. It warms my heart and it really encourages me to keep doing what I'm doing, not because of me, but for other people. Other people need it. And so often people need it 
and they don't speak up. There's folks that are struggling in silence. Anyone listening, I just encourage you, when you speak with folks, ask them, how are you doing? And then shut up and listen. And then at the end of the conversation, ask, how can I help? Look them in the eye, even through the phone, and shut up and listen. And, and, and you can sense if there's hesitation. Oh, I'm good. No, you're not. How can I help? What can I do? That, 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 that's for me, there's nothing better than that feeling right there, being able to give on to someone else to boost them up. Nothing, nothing comes even close to that. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, so we got to share this energy, right? You know, we can't, we can't just leave it here with this conversation, right? We got to let the guests and the, and the list or the audience, uh, you know, get in touch with you. So what's the best way that folks can get in touch with you and obviously, you know, have you come out and, and share some of this wisdom and bestow it upon them and in their groups. Yeah. If you're on LinkedIn, check me out, Larry Long Jr. I got the smile for a mile. I got the face for radio. You'll be like, oh yeah, that's that dude. I got the gold mic. Uh, if you're not on LinkedIn, it's all good. I'm on Instagram uh, as well as I've got a website, Larry Long Jr. And that's just jr.com. Check me out. Please reach out and let me know if I can ever serve uh, as a resource for you. If I can ever assist, I'm happy to help. Man, keep bringing that energy, man. You're already getting me hyped up. I'm ready to go the rest of the day. So I love this, man. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, JB. I appreciate you, John. My honor, my privilege, and truly a pleasure. Until next time, live fulfilled. Thank you for listening to Contrarian Cashflow. I would greatly appreciate it if you left an honest review, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode, and share with someone you feel would find value. Until next time, Think different, earn different, live fulfilled.